Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. It's Wednesday 28th of June. Uh, myself and Paul, as always, sat upstairs at Salt over a coffee, chatting things through. How's it going, mate? You okay? All right, mate. Yeah, just busy. Like, fully, fully this busy is like one stressed of, at the moment. Some yeah. of the busiest you've been, maybe since the refurb up here, but like with books and grass-fed and, you know, here, and obviously. Inevitable that, like, the book and grass-fed have just... At the same time. You know, I started working on the book in June last year. Properly from February, but then obviously I've been working on Grassfed for like fucking two years. Yeah. yeah. And they've just... Is that how long it has been? Fuck. Well, I viewed it April 2021. Wow. We, we held off for a while, obviously, because everything was COVID and we didn't yeah, know. Yeah. So properly, properly working on it since the start of last year. And then we, we signed in September, the exchange yeah. of contracts. So, um, yeah, it's inevitable. They're both come to July and yeah, yeah. they're both yeah I want to get the book finished I've got the last shoot next week and then Grassford's happening and obviously still here yeah. and kids and university <laughs> oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, and yeah. you got your holiday yeah. soon though right That's... not soon enough we may as well talk about Grassford a bit now we're going to talk about John Mountain and the whole sort of backlash to the banning yeah. vegans and his restaurant stuff we've got Paul's top five as well which I'm really looking forward to but yeah Grassford's you hope maybe three weeks away or ish. Yeah, ish. July. we're looking mid mid July, like yeah. give or take a week around the sort of seventeenth yeah. ish. We're looking at being open. Does it yeah. feel more real now? Because I saw you like tweeting about it, and then a few articles like in the caterer and stuff about it come I out mean, this week. N- not much more in a sense because the PRs come out. So our PR she put a press release out Monday, and mm. it's been picked up by a few people. And there's a few more things going out, so it feels real in that respect. I think, especially when you know people are like, oh, "I didn't realise it's happening." Yeah, yeah. yeah and do I'm you, like, do it's you think not new to me, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. I know you've said before, like it's different how you've done it in terms of like investment and like compared to salt with crowdfunding and things. But do you think all of that has helped? How what you went through with salt at the beginning here has helped in preparation for opening this place yeah there's some yeah certain things that you just know to expect but i don't know it's a very different opening like mm. for different ways like like man hours as such is less there more responsibility in some respects um i've got more people working for me and doing things for me and you know obviously asking me questions and running things by me mm-hmm. um here was just all consuming but yeah there's more stress on this in the sense that you know it's 
you've made a name here and got a star and then you open in London, regardless of where you open in London, what yeah. it is, how big it is, there's going to be a focus and an expectation. Absolutely. There was no expectation when I opened Salt apart from my own, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. So and especially because even though Stratford's a well-known place, it's not known for its food. Yeah. You've never had a star before. So it was like quite a nice, I guess, comfortable place to open somewhere that, that you've got ambition for, whereas London is obviously a hotbed of like... Exactly. Some yeah, of the best yeah. culinary stuff going on in the world. You can get swallowed up. You can you yeah. know, do really well. You do do whatever so yeah there's a certain risk in there mm, in yeah, at that sure. level not a huge financial risk but it's more of a reputational or anything yeah it's very easy to overthink as well yeah yeah, yeah. is that why like because your so your menu is obviously it's like it's always produce-led Oh, right on time. It's just Cullen's high heels you can hear them yeah right. I was gonna say, <laughs> they are they're, that's a presence those shoes <laughs> I'm going to keep this in so that we everyone can hear the heels. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, because it was London, because it was like, you know, a crowded market, did, was there an onus on trying to come up with something unique? I mean, that's sort of impossible in a way, but trying to come up with a menu or a style that was a bit different to other things, at least in the area? or I think, like, finding, like, you can't recreate the wheel, especially in London, and you, you can't do something completely brand new. Mm -hmm. And if you do, there's massive risk attached to that. So for us, it's about finding a niche within a market. So, you know, you look at the menu and you know, you've seen it and you know what it's about. It's not brand new concept in that respect. But, you know, like I said in the, the press release, it's, it's not a steakhouse yeah. per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, it'll be predominantly beef cooked over coal and other things, but it's not going to be steak, chips and peppercorn sauce, yeah, which yeah. is lovely. Yeah. You know, went no, to I thought that was the best bit of the art because it's like summed up perfectly of what, of what I think of a steakhouse, peppercorn sauce especially is like exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Which is delicious. I yeah. love that. I was at Hawksmoor Thursday uh -huh. in Shoreditch and it was, it was amazing, but we don't want to be that. Those guys nail that all over London. And there's yeah. a few of them like Goodman's as well. They, they do it. So we want to do our own thing and there'll be certain recipes and things in heat, uh, that we do here that all sort of tie in yeah. you know like beautiful just like river beef cooked over coal with a green herb ketchup the green herb ketchup we've done here yeah, yeah it's yeah. a recipe I've come up with years ago and it just works so many different things yeah. but with grilled meat it's perfect so that is a sauce option and then you know things people will know like a you know, bone marrow butter or bone marrow gravy and th th those kind of things without just going too easy everyone's going to want chips everyone's going to want a bernays <laughs> and a pepperon sauce and yeah, you know yeah. so it's not going to be run of the mill in that respect it's got to be a bit different but people can still associate with so yeah absolutely finding that is and we'll have to change things when we go we'll have to pivot because you know we're not going to get it right straight away no so we're going to see what feedback's like how it works for us and mm -hmm. you know just sort of work through it yeah it's one of those weird things it's like starting a business it was uh, which i've experienced you sort of you have a plan like a business plan but mm. then you have to be open-minded enough to not be so rigid that you have to stick to that plan. Exactly. So you sort of, what's the point in doing a plan? But it's like, well, no, it's good to have a starting point. It's good to have mm. like, this is where I want it to go, but we need to be open-minded to pivoting if we need to or have to. It's a balance. That's a tough thing to do. Exactly. And I think here, I, I could be a lot more stubborn here because of where we are, but London, like I say, it'll eat you up and swallow you up. And if the, if the customers, yeah, customers really have the power in London. Yeah. Whereas they don't so much here. Mm -hmm. There, I could, you know, if they just they talk, they communicate, they, you know, social media, it, it starts getting slated. And if it's not what they want or the price point's not right, they just they know they're all well educated in food and spoilt almost with what yeah. they've got. Yeah, and yeah. 
know the price points of other places. So if you get it wrong, they won't they won't come. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got to get that right and we've got to be prepared to adapt. But it's adapting, it's knowing how much to adapt. Like here, you know, I've always stuck to my guns. Yeah. There, we don't want to sort of completely change the brand, but we've got to make it work. So you yeah, couldn't know where those leeways of adaption are. It's a completely different environment. With your price point, did you have to like bat, did you sort of know roughly where you would go or did you have to really sort of go against maybe people you've been collaborating with on this to say, what do you think about this? Do you think we should knock a couple of quid off here or add a bit? Well, ultimately, especially with the price of things, it has to come from when we're serving core products. So it might be like priced in, uh, it's a piece of beef. It has to be costed, you know, according to the business. So there's not huge room for leeway, but what you've got to look at is like, okay, like we're not going to have it on, but if it was a shattered brand, you'd have to price it at this. It's about changing the product, not just, okay, let's make that cheaper. Let's get a better share in cut on. The, oh, okay. It's a better cut and it's more cost effective. We can Smart. charge the price point rather than let's undercharge for that because we know that will have to go on, yeah. you know. So okay. we'll do, you know, ribber beef or there's something along yeah. those lines that is more. And, and to, to make a segue into what we want to talk about next, what is your going to be your stance or philosophy on dietary requirements for grass-fed? Much more flexible than here. <laughs> okay, I thought that might be. Yeah, you've got to. I mean, we are what we are and we're very clear about that. So yeah, we'd, we'll discourage hardcore vegans, obviously, but there'll be an option there. Sure. You know, you know, marketplace like that. You're in Camden, right? You've been to Camden. How many places there are to eat? Yeah. Quite a fickle market. And yeah. yeah. If there's a party of four and one of them's got a vegetarian with them or something, and mm-hmm. you know they just you lose a party of four because of one person yeah. that you know just chose that dark side of life. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so we, there will be a veggie slash vegan option. There'll be a fish option because I mean I just it's something we want to do anyway. Yeah, of course. And then it'll be heavily meat based, and then mm-hmm. some small plates that could tick the boxes for veggies as well. Yeah. You know, like if we were open not now, but maybe a few weeks ago, we would have had, say, some beautiful English asparagus cooked over coal with maybe some English cheese on it and lovely dressing, like that simple, yeah. um, but beautiful. So yeah. you can get, you know, get work for vegetarians and you know nice. you could adapt for a vegan. Yeah. So yeah, without trying to go too vegan heavy, well, there'll be options. Yeah, nice, cool. So yeah, we, talk, we bring this up because um, one of the biggest sort of stories in... Uh, the catering world has been about John Mountain's Perth restaurant fire. Johnny Mountain. Johnny Mountain. <laughs> He's what a, a name. It, it, it sounds a like character. a character from Game of Thrones, Johnny yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Um, so he, if you if you didn't see this, he basically posted on Instagram um, some, something like... Is vegans, vegans are banned. Vegans are banned. Apology. So sorry to say, vegans are banned. Yeah. And then in brackets, like for mental health reasons. Yeah. Thank you. Or something. <laughs> yeah. So, um and then but the backlash to this has it's gone nuts and there's there's a very clear reason why so his policy when you look at it it's exactly the same as my policy here yeah, yeah. which we i don't thought serve was the vegan case. food yeah but what he said and he's savvy mm. he knows it's going to make headlines and it's a new restaurant what he said is vegans are banned yeah essentially they are here but i've yeah. never said vegans are banned i've said Does we don't cater for them just changing that word in yeah. policy is the same yeah absolutely. but it's just it's an outlandish statement yeah, and is. people have gone mental exactly. so i can't disagree with him no. at all because we have this exact same policy so yeah it's so true it's it's how you dress that up but it's also i think because it sounds attacking doesn't it to say vegans are banned from yeah. coming in here you're like, what, yeah you're barred. get out it's my like, pub yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Whereas literally just saying, we don't do vegan food, it's then going, so you can choose whether you come here or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that, that's you're it. giving them the choice to come yeah. or not, and that's the difference because he's he's saying you're banned, and that, yeah, he's savvy enough. But did you see some of the stories that were coming out yesterday about this? No, I didn't. So he did an interview because the backlash was so big that even the like the Daily Mail and everyone played, they wanted an interview from John. Like yeah, Johnny, and Johnny, he's Johnny, an English Johnny. chef in Australia, yeah. and we want an interview, mate. Yeah, he came out, he did an interview, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, it's, it's bad. I uh, I had to break up with my girlfriend over this." What? Yeah. I was reading it like, what the fuck? It sounded like he broke up with her, but he was like, it was just getting too much. Like the abuse I was getting, she couldn't handle it. And he, he said something like, the last thing I need is her getting on my back as well. So I just... <laughs> so that, wow. his relationship broke down over this. Wow. I mean, it's. It, I didn't realise just how heavy this had got. No, 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 I didn't. Yeah, so I just saw it last week being shared and I thought it'd be interesting to talk about. As soon as the Daily Mail gets hold of something, man, it's a different, you're in a different world. Yeah. It's a different, and it's it's world, what the Daily Mail is like worldwide yeah, as well. I yeah, didn't really know that for years, huge. but yeah, even like Daily Mail has a reputation in America, in Australia, everywhere. So it's, it's bad. But I mean, there's not too much to say. I mean, he, I guess he, he was savvy enough, tried to maybe grab some headlines or he got a bit angry one night. I will say I don't I don't know him personally, known of him for years and when he was in England. Um he's no stranger to controversy. He knows sure. how to play it. Um He was in the first sort of like few series of GBM, wasn't he, with like a big Marcus Waring. He stuff. was in the same series as me. Fuck off, was he? Yeah. Where is that? So what happened with him, which I'll go into in a sec. Oh, and it's not not gossiping because it, it happened, it was on the fucking television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what happened I'd heard about months before. Some friends had told me that like were there and stuff and um yeah i was i was shocked by it go on so he was on that it was the olympic year yeah 2012 2012 um and yeah johnny martin was he was with aiden byrne and simon rogan in his heat which that's fucking tough for anyone right and i don't know anything about johnny's food i know his food at the time was very simple and stuff that's all i know it wasn't technical and this brief was for the olympics so it was about being like groundbreaking world beating food new modern mm. you know uh, you know all of those kind of things yeah, yeah. um and he went against what he cooks and did some crazy food and he did this fish dish and i never tasted it but you can tell like he i'm sure he would say himself yeah. it was pony it was absolute <laughs> pony um marcus Waring give him two out of ten. Oh god and two's probably generous because he didn't want to give naught i reckon yeah my you know, I heard through the grapevine that, you know, so this isn't gospel. This is just what I've heard, that he yeah. did want to give that and he wasn't allowed to. Wow. So he gave him a two to be generous. Wow. Um, they clashed. You know, Johnny's a character, right? Yeah. I, you know, followed him online for ages. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's a character. Um, and I think Marcus Waring was still, you know, old school Marcus Waring, hardcore, and they clashed on mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. And so obviously he reacted badly. But so we know when they line the chefs up and they give them the scores, because this was when it was down in, was it Camden, I think, mm-hmm. where we yeah. filmed? Um, give the scores out and give it two. And I remember Simon Rogan's face just like, oh, <laughs> shit. God, yeah. And he just, he stormed out and you can hear a lot of noise in the background. And that was him like. He stormed off on the show. Stormed off on the show. You wow, see it on there know, if you I ever watch that it, series. Yeah. And like he rips down, you know, they have the big uh, photos of them. Rip the photo off. You can hear banging. I don't know what's happened, if things have been broken or things have been thrown around. But you wow. just see, it was either Simon or Aid. I think it was Simon Rogan. You hear a noise and you just see Simon flinch. Like, just, <laughs> like, and they're just like, eyes are wide open. I was like, oh my God. The and then he didn't come back. 
Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, yeah he's great back tally. from that. They yeah. must have been like, please come back. Yeah. Please come back for the next series, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So it was, uh, yeah, that that was what filmed, that was filmed 2011, 20, but shown 2012. Um, 12 years old, yeah. Yeah, and since, he's since moved to um, Australia, obviously. I haven't heard about him for years, but yeah, yeah. I, I just read it online. He was always a funny, funny character and known for being a character and controversial mm. character and... So I mean, this doesn't surprise me about yeah. Johnny. I mean, it's it's worked in that it's got headlines. Will it have an impact on his business? I don't know. I don't really know. From what I understand, it's a relatively new business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, will it be, will he be? Probably won't be boycotted, will it? Because those that there'll be loads of people that don't care about the whole vegan stuff that will just go, oh, there's a nice new restaurant down the road. I don't care about. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine it. I mean, you know, hopefully for him, you don't wish him any better. Hopefully, he, he does well and he yeah. he comes out of this. It doesn't affect his. His business or him? No, absolutely. I mean, I to be honest, I have a little bit like no one online abuse is ridiculous and keyboard warriors, people hiding behind their phones, whatever. That's all shit, and that's almost part and part. But you, you've said it's not that he deserves it because no one deserves that abuse. But no, like, you're not a victim blame him. No, nah, but you know, it's like come on, you know what's going to come back to yeah, you, you when you make statements like that. You I know what's going. I don't believe you're naive enough to think that the world will be kind to you if you publicly say as a public figure I'm banning vegans from my restaurant I mean come on yeah. you don't come on yeah I don't, I don't, just don't believe he's that stupid yeah so. exactly and like we, we treaded carefully I have a joke on here obviously and I have a joke online safe space, safe space. but um, you know I treaded carefully with how we went about it I didn't feel the need to advertise it no like, I didn't need to like no. it's in all of our literature it's in our um, on our website it's on all of our booking confirmations so mm. it's out there and we communicate with our guests I didn't feel the need to tell the world no, because, absolutely. like, why? Because I'm only going to get shit from somebody the other side of the world that would never come here anyway. Probably yeah. never come to Stratford, let alone so But they're still going to give you shit. Yeah. So it's like too. the people that need to know know, and we've got all the literature out there. Mm. I, yeah, I don't. He obviously felt the need to advertise it. Maybe, or even he did it as a quick little rant. Yeah. On quick, his, a quick rant. Got on his off social, pissed off, yeah, bang, yeah, yeah. and then it's just you know, gone viral and, yeah, you know, 100%. yeah, it could have been that if I'm being less cynical about it. Yeah, no, I know we've spoken about this so many times, but it just goes back to this whole thing of choice. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be saying ban vegans, but you can absolutely, any restaurant can say we don't do vegan food because guess what? what? There's want. 20 other restaurants on this street, on yeah. every street, in every town and village and city across the whole country where you can go and eat as well. Yeah. Like, so it's not as extreme as this, but it's the same as someone saying, uh, hi, can I have a pizza? Well, we don't do pizzas. What do you mean you don't do pizzas? Yeah. Yeah. We don't serve pizzas. Exactly. So we don't, it's like, it's, exactly. a, it's a style. It's part of your art. It's part of what you want to do. Like, yeah. And the one thing I don't, the one argument that always comes back and I've had it online as well when I've done, I've tried to explain and articulate why we don't, like I did a TikTok video about it. Yeah. The one argument that people think supports my argument, but I, I, I don't think it carries any weight or any power is people go, well, vegan restaurants don't cater for me. <laughs> Um, and you hear that a lot and I saw a lot on Johnny's stuff and it's like well no of course they don't yeah. but that's not I'm not doing it because they don't of course. it's not a you know tit for tat thing yeah, it's yeah, yeah. A, of course they don't I'm not going to go in there and ask for a state because I'm not a yeah. you know, idiot exactly but on the same respect we don't have to do anything and there are there's a lot of people on that as well on mine saying now oh, it's vegan it's apparently a protected characteristic which if a it is that's a characteristic yeah, I, I, I can't remember if I looked into it and if there is something true about it in terms of discrimination. Oh, really? Wow. Which is a joke in itself. Yeah, like, I mean, that just... 
how many like you know you've made a, a choice and they they were trying to say it's the same as you know religion and things which is obviously not no, it's, a, um, it's a choice because you know still if i don't want to do kosher food i don't have to if i don't want to do halal food i don't have to and you explain that you yeah. know like um we have had muslims come in here explain that we don't specifically source halal meat but there's certain fish they can eat that i think it's something if they don't have scales or something mm-hmm. uh, i don't remember all the details or they can have vegetarian food there's there's options for them but i yeah. don't specifically because i don't have to mm-hmm. but you you i've never ever had any religious person demand you know they, they always tend to be they, they might not come or they'll be like okay well i'll have vegetarian i'll have this if yeah. you can't do halal meat and that that's cool it tends to be the vegans a certain amount of the vegans not all of them that shout louder in yeah, this yeah. entitlement yeah, really absolutely. never heard it once from any particular religion no ever no it's funny that isn't it yeah. do you know what i think the, the crux of what the problem is for me i've sort of realized is People are thinking and talking about restaurants and chefs as if they're like public sector workers. Yeah. So like nurses, doctors, teachers. Yeah. They're closer. People need to change your mindset. They're closer to artists, musicians, art galleries, gig venues. Yeah. It's closer to that. So you wouldn't be forced to go to the only art exhibition in the the town and forced to look at a paint. Exactly. People need to change their headspace to... This is closer to the arts world rather than public sector world. This isn't the only restaurant and this is the only way you can survive and eat is coming to salt. Exactly. Right? It's mental. And how many times have I said, we opened this restaurant because we wanted to, not because we had to. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not a catering outlet where yeah. contract catering, you're there with business yeah. and they have to cater for You're, you're not everything. the staff canteen at the school. No. <laughs> where, yeah, you have to yeah. take everything. No. Exactly. We're here doing what we want. Unbelievable. Don't uh, come. Fine. Genuinely gets my go. Anyway, I think we've done enough on that. Yes. Good luck to John Mountain. Um, yes. Good luck, Johnny. Like, maybe we'll have an update next week. Maybe we'll have a new partner. Who knows? Um, <laughs> fascinating stuff. Right, let's get on to Paul's top five, which I'm really excited about. Before we came on to record, <laughs> Paul said that this was one of the hardest ones you'd ever prep for just because you had to leave so much off the board. Is. Yeah, you just have to. I mean, yeah. you know I'm like obsessed with me. Like yeah, yeah. it's Wow, you wrote passion. a book on it. So Yeah. <laughs> and it, like even when I look at that book, like love that book. So proud of it. But I could have stuff done off. it three or four times over yeah, yeah, yeah. with other great recipes that I'd love. Um, Were you tempted actually to do because I know you, you want to do a big series of books, don't you? Were you tempted to break it down so how to cook, you know, a cow so do just a cow in one or just a pit Yeah, I I think it probably would have been gone a bit too niche then i yeah, want to sure. do this series which is going to take years <laughs> anyway <laughs> and then i'll look at it like how could we do could we do it you know because i love doing books and yeah. i you know just want to continue doing them as long as it's financially viable i'll do it um yeah so maybe there could be a, a meat too or a derivative of but yeah. i want this six to be six mm-hmm. and almost an encyclopedia of how to cook and you can yeah. follow all of six of them and you can really learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. But this was genuinely hard. There's so many I missed out. And I thought, I'm not going to get silly and put loads of special mentions in. Sure. Yeah, because otherwise you could be could, here all day. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. yeah and fine. yeah, I'm I'm sorry to the to the joints of meat that I missed out. <laughs> like, genuinely. So so this is Paul's top five cuts of meat and what he'll do with them. Tom yeah. suggested I think what made it harder so. as well, it was cuts of meat. It wasn't, say, cuts of beef or yeah. lamb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that could have obviously... You know, you could have got loads out of that. Yeah. But this this is what made it challenging. Mm-hmm. But before I start, I wanted to ask you, just mm-hmm. obviously you know me well and you know you know the book and my yep. food. Before I go into them, what's my number one? What do you reckon? Oh fuck. Oh, I didn't I I didn't actually think about that in advance. Just off the cuff, like 
what your favourite cut of meat would be? Obviously, I won't say yes or no. Yeah. My gut says a slightly less obvious but tasty form of beef that's okay. like a steak or a... Yeah. Okay. Obviously not a fillet or anything like that, but yeah. like a lesser known part that's got lovely fat marbling through it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that okay. Okay. No, I won't tell you till, Fine. Okay, till we go that, through that it. Was my, that's my guess. Yeah. yeah. So okay. just a couple of special mentions because I just couldn't... Like they're good, but just didn't get in there. So um, chicken wings... Chicken it's the best Ooh. part of a chicken. I thought that was being your top five because I know you love chicken. I mean, wings. I do, and like at the moment, I'm just like chicken wing fiend. Obsessed for them. I had a hangover recently. I was like, I need wings. Like, <laughs> just oh, I need to get messy. And you um, cooked right, they're beautiful. We cooked wrong, they're just just awful. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah oh, they're just they inc- they're so good. It's the best part of the chicken. And they lend themselves to so many different sauces, and you know, mm. oh. Like my juices, I'm salivating so much. <laughs> just thinking of like just classic buffalo sauce. Yeah. Oh, we've so just cooked, no no like batter or breaded or nothing just like that. Like, on them or just like just the skin. Well, many different ways, but you know like um, you know fried, tossed in loads of nice spicy sauce. Or one of the best ones yeah. around here is Magic Wings. I mean, Leamington. Their wings yeah. are superb, and they they're big. They serve them as oh, a really? three bone. Ooh. They don't break them down. Wow. I always have either their. Um, their buffalo, which yeah. is really good buffalo, without the blue cheese sauce on yeah, top. Of yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't want to <laughs> overcomplicate it. Or they do their own sauce. I can't remember what's in it, but it's their wingdom sauce. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a sour cream over it as well. It's oh, so lovely. sticky and delicious. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, because of how much you talk about wings and how many, uh, you've been to like little chicken wing festival things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm actually thought, judging one this year. Yeah, yeah. I thought that'd be in your top five. So yeah. Wow, so, do you want to judge a chicken wing festival? Like, yeah, just to eat course, them. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck about the PR behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Good honorable um, mention. Yeah, and I think the main reason is just because everything else in there is just better. Okay, fair. And probably more versatile, maybe. So another okay. special mention. Yeah. It's just something that it's just delicious, versatile in respect of what you can put it with, but not. In terms of how you can work it, but just sweetbreads, veal sweetbreads, yeah, lamb yeah. sweetbreads as well. I love a sweet Incredible. Bread. Yeah. Um, but I think down to its actual usability and techniques with it, it's not as versatile as the rest in there. Yeah. Um, it's also a real treat, isn't it, sweetbread? Because it's not something yeah. you can get in many, not many restaurants serve them often. No, you know, no, they're at a certain price point. Mm. Lamb ones you only tend to have sort of through spring and summer as in terms of available, and your veal ones are expensive. What percentage and of you the need time? You, gotta, you need a bit of skill to nail them right. Right, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so it's generally the pancreas, um, right? but it can be any thyroid, thyroid yeah. glands. Okay. Yeah, it could generally like with uh, yeah a veal, it can be both, but it's generally yeah like there. Aubrey Allen do these limousine ones from France, and fucking hell, they're good. Really, yeah. they're so it looks like little jewels. Yeah. Oh, they don't need loads of cooking actually. No, and the, you know they. Yes, I say the skill to do it because you've got to get the texture right, caramelization or yeah. crispiness or whatever. They're quite, you can overcook them, but they're quite hard to overcook. It's not like a, uh, a like piece a, of beef where. Well, I was thinking a scallop. Pink. No, like, no, because you know a scallop how... gets to stage and it's, it's done. But you can, yeah. you know, there's more leeway, is what I'm saying, in terms of it's not as fine lines as fish yeah. and most meats, really. Yeah, sure. And it's still moist and juicy. It can take a bit, there's margin for error. Yeah, like you can cut. Uh, veal ones down batter them or KFC them almost and fry them <laughs> they're amazing and they're 
in oh, the deep fryer, or you can just slowly caramelize them in butter oh, and you still get a great result. Yeah. We've got them on at the moment and we do this like barbecue glaze. So we roast them that's first. My, that's a dream, Matt. That's on, a dream. on a skewer. And it's like this black garlic soy glaze. Oh, yeah. Brush them over over the coals and it like goes all caramelized and burnt. Yeah. And fuck me, it's good. That's yeah. amazing. Well, that be going, that's got to go on grass-fed menu. I think friends, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think cool. it. I think it. I think it'd work. Yeah, yeah maybe. Would, maybe yeah. in the future, once we know what our marketplace is. Yeah. And Great. then uh, the, the last special mention is just beef cheek. I wanted to get a braised uh, something okay. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's my favorite braising cut. Like shins, uh-huh. lovely, and yeah. like, there's loads of different cuts from beef you can mm-hmm. you can braise. But you know, like in the 90s and 2000s every hotel and everyone two and three rosette place on the lunch menu had a blade of beef which is nice yeah but it was more about because you could roll it and make it look almost like it's a fillet and you get that jelly in the middle you got to yeah. cook it right so that jelly stays in the middle overcook mm-hmm. it it's, it's gone yeah. um but beef cheek is so much better than that but it yeah. doesn't have that beautiful shape yeah. i'd always do beef cheek over it really? like i've got just, the, flavor, just the flavor is better the flavor, flavor the texture it's got more of that jelly through it and it's just, it's just, a, yeah, it's just yeah. amazing. And you barbecue them and then slow braise them. We'll put them on a grass fed at some point where we barbecue them, slow braise them, and then, you know, in the autumn, winter, you know, it's yeah. a nice little oh, dish. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, that's great. what I do beef bourguignon with. Ah, okay. It's yeah. in the book. In the and book, it, yeah. Rather than just using some diced braising meat, mm. using cheek is better. So yeah. much better. Yeah. Big, dirty chunks as well. Not yeah, little dirt. diced. Yeah, I oh, know. No, yeah. Massive chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, this is going to be tough listening to all so, this. Right, they're just the honourable mentions. Exactly. That's good. Okay, number five. Five. five number five, five is the only one that's controversial, but I don't care because it's just incredible. It's foie gras. Foie gras, wow. Oh, yeah. Fuck me, it's delicious. Oh. I When I'm tasting it, I'm like, I don't care how this duck felt because <laughs> it's so good. Thank you for going through that. <laughs> no, ge- genuinely, it's... Is yes, it's expensive, and I know it's controversial with some people. I think, I think, especially people that don't understand it as well. Mm. Um, how how are you making it? Fucking hell, it's so so delicious. Well, I like it like to pan fried. Um, when I'd really ever first properly tried it, I'd had it in bits, but never really done properly. It was when I started at Le Manoir. I remember walking into Le Manoir kitchen. And just this smell engulfed me, and it was mm. foie gras. Yeah. Um, and we used to do it pan fried with the glaze of pan with sherry vinegar, which is lovely. But a foie gras terrine or foie gras parfait is just one of the best things on earth. Yes, yeah, so like beautifully made, some brioche and a little bit of chutney. Oh, it's one of the most beautiful things to eat. Yeah, it's the depth of flavour and it's yeah. so meaty and like you know. And we used to do, and the reason it smelled so much is down the sort of the private dining kitchen down the back. Yeah, um, we'd get like well, we'd get like twenty, thirty lobes in, open them up, devein them, and we'd just put them in big sort of stainless steel gastro trays, season them up, they'd have like a marinade and stuff. And then you just put them under the hot lamps and just let them sit under the hot lamp. And they're just slowly confying, probing them till they hit the right temperature. And you just, and they're just confying in their own fat. And that was the smell that just engulfed me. And that was done two times a week on set days. So there's that smell. As soon as I smell that foie gras like that, it just takes me back to being (laughs) 19, being in that kitchen. Wow. Um, And then you'd, you'd take them out, and we'd roll them into a ballotine or torsion or press them into a terrine. Mm-hmm. And then the fat would be used for multiple different things, foie gras dressings and things. But fuck me, it's so good. That is great. And one of the, best, one of the most enjoyable, well, the most enjoyable chicken liver parfait I've had ever 
was at Shea Bruce in Wandsworth. Really? It was chicken liver foie gras parfait, brioche and chutney. And Nothing else. Brioche is perfect. Parfait is perfect. And just delicious chutney. And yeah. like, Don't need anything else. You need fuck all else. Yeah. It's like that could stay like that forever. Doesn't yeah. need to change. Doesn't need to... And sometimes you don't even need the chutney when it's that good. Like, yeah. If you have a chicken liver parfait, it might be a bit bitter. The, the chutney yeah. helps with the acid and the sugar. But yeah. fuck yeah. Mate, that's a great one. Yeah, it's wetting the appetite. It's literally a starter oh, as well. That at uh, n- uh, number five. Oh, that is, uh, god, it's yeah. fucking beautiful. Good. Okay. Nice. Um, so next one, number four, four lamb four. saddle. Lamb saddle. Lamb saddle. Something I do a lot up here. Yeah, we had it when that was one of our favourite courses when we uh, came up here in that July twenty twenty one. Yeah, and it's just yeah. so not necessarily done how I do it in that sort of classic rolled with the mince and all the, you know, the eye. Delicious way to do it. Looks really cool. Guess yeah, love does. it up here. The symmetry, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a bit of a showpiece dish because it comes out whole. We cut it open and people don't think yeah. it's going to look so like mosaic-y. Yeah. But just like flavor-wise, it's the best cut of lamb, I think, um, for cooking pink. You know, the, the best end or the rack is lovely and yeah. there's you know the pencil fillets they're okay they come on the underside of the saddle yeah rumps are delicious like you know leg of lambs look they're all lovely but just for the balance the right amount of fat mm. um even if you just roast it as a piece yeah. and then just slice it off really incredible yeah, or yeah. take it off as a cannon keep the fat on mm-hmm. i don't like it when people like strip all the fat off and it just comes this lean cannon no, sure keep that, that fat, fat on, on. Render, render the fuck out of it mm. yeah and you know so much you can do with it but yeah, yeah, saddle lamb. Fuck, I can't believe how much I'm salivating. Oh, I love, I love lamb so much. Yeah. It always shocks me because there's quite a few people I know that are meat eaters that don't like lamb. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? The, the smell. It, I don't gets know many meat sometimes. eaters that don't like pork, but like everything else, or don't yeah. like chicken, but everything. But so it's lamb like, is the one lamb. that. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, is it the, sort of the what's the? It's almost irony. An irony, is it, yeah, yeah, there's a very distinctive taste of like lamb. grassy smell, maybe, or I yeah, it's, it's distinctive. It is distinctive. I can't quite put my finger on it now, but it's yeah, it is distinctive. I'm always curious because there's quite a few people I know that don't like it, but yeah. I love lamb. We had lamb on our wedding day, yeah, I did was, as well, yeah, 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 fucking amazing, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. So, what you said with the, with the saddle, the ideal like accompaniments, well, or well again, that's what what makes it so good so much goes with it but mm. my favorite sort of combinations a thing like yogurt and lamb is just an incredible combination yeah. and some people have thrown by it like oh i wouldn't think about it but when i say well you have it in indian Coftas cuisine and, you have it in greek yeah, yeah, middle eastern cuisine it's like common all over the world well, tzatziki, that lactic tzatziki, acid and tzatziki is basically yeah. exactly when you tell them that they're like oh yeah yeah Obviously. it's just because it's in a different guise here yeah so just you know like anything we're like off my head, I'd do something like some Greek yogurt, actual Greek yogurt, Kolios, you know, hang it, olive oil in it. Mm. It's a nice big spoon of that. A lovely lamb sauce with some olives through it and maybe oh. some diced anchovies, oh, um, some capers and annoying. and that's it. That's that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> just, fuck, mm. Honestly, I don't need any water. I'm just yeah, salivating. This is great. This is great. <laughs> I've almost a second cup of coffee. Probably on four. Oh. Um, um, number th- three. Number three, pork belly. Yes, fucking yeah. I mean, yeah, it's man. just a, it, it's it's on great menus for for a reason. It's brilliant. Pork is just an incredible animal. Probably one of the most versatile. It's on like yeah. you know the most humble menu to the most fine dining gastronomic. It's you know it, that's used for more things and you know the charcuterie. It's such a versatile, incredible animal. But the belly mm. for cooking, it's. Oh, yeah, the ratio fat. of meat to fat yeah. works with yeah. the skin on top. It's just, and it's almost like a milfoy of it. Yeah, it is. You're right. So That's even a great if the meat, 
when you cook it and slowly confit it, if you just take the meat just on its own, the meat would be a bit dry because yeah, you're, you're eating right. it through the fat. It's so just true. delicious. But to get, you know, to nail it properly so that's all soft, you don't render away too much of the fat and you've got a crispy skin. Like a, a, a beautiful porchetta, something like that. And pork belly obviously makes the best bacon because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, streaky bacon's the one. Yeah, it's the one. Agreed. But yeah, just a, oh. just a bone roll roasted or roasted on the bone. Yeah. Pork belly. You're right. It's delicious. It's so versatile. And it feels like there's so many different ways you can use the pork belly and cook yeah. it. Like there's yeah. no one method that always wins out. You could do loads of different ways. Simple British roast. It can be so many different Asian things. Yeah. Yeah. The one, cooked um, individually, cooked as a whole piece, cooked on the bone. Yeah, there's a what there's one that me and Haley do at home with it that we love, where we sort of roll it in a few spices and things, and then you put it on a baking tray with water underneath, and then foil all the way around, so it sort of, and then you mm. take that foil off at the end yeah. to then crisp it up. And we serve that with like corn and coriander and oh, lovely, it's a nice um, way of doing it. Jalapenos. And stuff. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's lovely with that. Oh, uh, fucking. Oh, I love pork belly so much. You just can't go wrong. It's a real crowd pleaser as well. Isn't oh, it, it is. It's like the smell and the. It is. It's not, you know, if you. Pretty much everyone's going to like it. And yeah. it's not like if, you know, someone who like. If you do a bit, oh, I don't like it pink. Yeah, yeah. You've got rid of all of that. Yeah. It's crackling. Is it. Um, is it forgiving to. You know, if you you talk about like the leeway with like sweetbreads can be a bit like you know. There's a you bit definitely of get more leeway. Like you'll go yeah. to like a lot of pubs have pork belly on, and most of them overcook it. Yeah, but it's still it's, it's still, still nice. all right. That's, yeah, yeah I it's get not that like sense. an overcooked piece of sirloin where it's just trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely. Know, you can you does have more leeway. Like you're like yeah, that's overcooked, but it's still nice. The fat's there. It's it's still nice. Absolutely, yeah, it's true. It's a shame that uh, like uh, my parents and a lot of parents like are famous for. We always talk about our parents and their grandparents mm. for like overcooking meat and veg for Sunday mm. roast. It's all mush. It's a shame they didn't do more pork belly. Yeah, because there was more margin for error. They were cooking exactly. turkeys for fucking three days <laughs> at Christmas. I wish they just overcooked the pork belly, but we'd all enjoy yeah. it still. And cook beef until it's grey. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. take that out. It's brown. No, no, it needs to be grey. <laughs> Exactly. Why didn't they just do pork belly? It's way more forgiving. No, yeah, it wasn't really great. about when we were kids, and then it came back in vogue yeah. like when I was kids. No, that's true. Actually, it was. I probably would, used generations before mine. I wouldn't have had a pork belly like as, a, as like you know a slab of pork belly like like front and center of a dish till I was in my twenties. Yeah, yeah, probably you know same for me late late teens and twenties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's funny that. Yeah, and it? it got restauranty, and then the prices went up, and yeah. Like, Butchers also like people yeah, but it was it, yeah. it was in fashion. It yeah, did, yeah. Well, so what is your ideal accompaniment if you had to just choose one? Is there like a you know this is what I'm doing pork belly or how you <sighs> I haven't it? Oh god, that's so hard. It's too many. No, I reckon I'd go for maybe just a, a really nice classic porchetta. Yeah. Because um, I think cause I'm thinking summery now. Yes. Yeah, um, that's true. I'm yeah. thinking about some of the other things on my list that what I'd have with them. Okay. Um, so yeah, like a porchetta, you know, like orange zest and rosemary, loads of salt and yeah. all that garlic in there. And then just with like a, lo- a lovely salad. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's just delicious. Simple, yeah. Yeah. Mate. You're smashing this. Number two then, let's do it. Number two is a, a rump cap. Ah, oh, that's what I was imagining yeah. you might. Yeah, yeah, that's one. why. Yeah, you're not. You wasn't not far off at all. We talked, and rump caps have come up on the pod before as well. I oh, it's such an it, incredible. Yeah. It's more, more in vogue now. Yeah, but I remember I um, when I was at Mallory, I got it in because I'd used it before, loved it, and it makes a great roasting joint. Yes, but yeah. p- brilliant roasting joint. You've got to carve it the right, cook it right, obviously, because it's got this chunk of fat. There's a little um, bit of sinew under that, so you got to make sure you really hard roast the fat. Yeah. Um, so what I do is I'll take them whole, season them up really well in a pan 
render the hell out of it. Right. Um, loads of butter in there, loads of garlic, loads of thyme, whatever aromats you want. But then on nappe over the top, not one point do I ever turn that meat over. Wow. goes in the oven like that oh, until really? you're hitting, I go about yeah, mid 40s, 46, 47 degrees in the center. And then I'll pull it out and then I'll just turn it over then and wow. then rest it in that pan. Oh, so it just rests yeah. the other way up. So being in the oven, it's with contact, direct heat on the bottom of the pan, you're rendering the fat and it's also oh, just breaking down yeah, that bit. Yeah. Make sure you carve it right because it's like a triangle. Yeah. Even when I used to have it on Sunday lunch here, I'd be like, you just have to double <laughs> yeah. check because it's yeah. easy just to slice the wrong way. Just make yeah. sure yeah. slice against With the, the fibers, against the grain. Against the grain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's delicious. When you put it in the pan to render that fat down initially, how long before you then add the butter? Um, once you've started building the color you want. Right. No, you're near enough the color you want, then add the butter. But that can go into that pan, a hot pan dry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No oil, nothing. Just no, literally just, just season. Just yeah. yeah, you don't need any oil nothing, at all. The no. butter is there just for flavour. It's not yeah. you know rent fats rendering out of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I put it on when I started at Mallory. I was changing Sunday lunch up, streamlining it, freshening it because it was a bit old hat. Um, I put the rump cap on, and there was a lot of snobbery, not from the guests per se. Um, I think from some of my bosses of like, really, you know, we do sirloin, and that's what people want. And sirloin's a great roast. Yeah. yeah. But this is better yeah. and more cost effective. I yeah, think. It's, just, it's just brilliant. But obviously, maybe I just did it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, and uh, the feedback was great. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I, I, that's a great choice. But the, the way I would have it is cooked whole on a barbecue. Oh, yeah. So, Picano, it's much more Picano, it's known in South America, like Argentina. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how they cook it. That's like one of their most famous joints. Really? You can cut it into steaks and that, and it's lovely. But I've, d- I've done it before, even when I was... Be- you can't do it the same way then. You can't just leave it on the fat side down on the barbecue the whole time? Or Depends can't. what sort of barbecue you've oh, got. Right, okay. Yeah, if you've got like a kettle barbecue, <sighs> yeah, yeah. you do have to be turning it a bit a bit more. Yeah. But you, you know, there's a lot of understanding with barbecue cookery and stuff course, like that. Yeah. I did it when I had... Um, when I was doing pop-ups before I opened Salt, I, I did it on a couple, a couple of main courses, just back a couple of them in my egg barbecue smoke it away render it down and just slice and serve and it was just Mate. with a quite well, a cool garnish and it was just yeah it's amazing yeah, but that perfect needs very little exactly to go with it. what i'd have with it go on as well well two things there's one in the book where it's like black and baby leeks and like a chimichurri which oh, is lovely yeah, yeah. but i did a thing what was very, about earlier the green herb ketchup yeah that's what i'd serve with that yeah, so yeah. really barbecued grilled meats like that that has this a very green south, south American feel to it, the ketchup and the chimichurri, that sort of like... Yeah, it works. Yeah. So grilled meats, they, you know, they're yeah. ace at it in Argentina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, that is a fucking win out. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought would be your number one. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, it's I'm good. excited, good I'm going. excited to see what this is going to be. Here so we this, go. So this... Drum roll, drum roll. Any other guesses now then? Now I've sort of gone ish with oh. your second. You mm. weren't far off it with your guess. No. So it's another cut of beef. Yeah, it's beef, yeah. What bit of beef is it? It's not unknown. No. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't definitely know, no. so I'm not going to guess. You a tell rib me. of beef. Just a rib. A rib of beef. Oh, now, man. there's so much you can do, like, coat de boeuf, just stunning. Mm. Untrimmed, just barbecued. A ribeye steak, it's, yeah. like, the best Tail steak. Tail time. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but the best beef for roasting, if you just want a classic... English Sunday roast, like a four rib or three rib of mm. beef. Yeah. It just tastes so different yeah. to you know those chewy, like yeah, yeah, yeah. roasted end bits. The fat just pops. Mm-hmm. The meat's better. It's it's 
far far superior to a sirloin mm-hmm. it's better than a rump cap and just didn't like there's that fat in the middle the fat, yeah. just loads of salt pepper roast it on the bone and how that's long, where it's getting long, its flavor from an average for a three you know three oh rib. god i wouldn't know off my head to be honest um you know i would start it incredibly hot in the oven and then turn it down at sort of about one somewhere between 140 150 mm-hmm. and i'll cook it till again it's probably maximum maximum like what 48 degrees yeah. centigrade which depending on your size of it is going to take a you know two plus hours maybe that's off my head but if you follow follow temperature rather than times so yeah. it's always more consistent but you get that intensity and then drop it down it'll cook more evenly amazing but obviously the big part of it is because you've got the the bone on it that's what's adding that yeah, flavor exactly. when you roast it which you don't get from a rump cap or you can get from a sirloin if you cook that on the bone and without sounding shallow that just adds so much to the theater of the whole thing oh it does the spectacle of it seeing it on that bone is just like fucking yeah, yeah. You, just, you feel cavemanish around it don't you uh, and the the, the, <laughs> the fat in the middle because it's not roasted but it yeah. is rendered it's just got a different flavor to it it's yeah, just a oh, fucking love a rib of beef mate yeah yeah, yeah no i can see it's hard to beat that just just so just simply roasted loads of salt i i would say actually though uh needs to be in the right hands yeah compared to a lot of those meats like your pork bellies your margin for errors yeah there is no- and there is there's a little bit of a margin error for error in terms of like over again a sirloin or a fillet yeah little bit not a lot because there's so much fat, fat in, in it, it. Yeah. you can you know if it's like i've had some before in places and it's a bit more yeah. past medium and you're like well, it's still all right but sure. not not nowhere near like what a pork belly is but no. it has to be it's a special occasion roast dinner that yeah, is that is oh it's a it's like a sense it's a crown, oh, like crown I say, jewels barbecuing it is delicious mm-hmm. but when you want it on a roast dinner yeah roast it on the bone you don't need that, that barbecue flavor you're going to get enough Maillard reaction from the oven time. Yep, 100%. What yeah. are your priority accompaniments on a, on a Sunday roast with that? Uh, roast potatoes cooked in beef fat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Some nice green veg that's quite neutral. You always, I, I just think you need a neutralizer with everything's got so much flavor. When you've got a great yeah. gravy, rich beef, rich potatoes, you need a Good neutralizer, point. whether it's like asparagus or even some beautiful just broccoli. Yeah. It just it just makes a difference with a balance of plate. Um um, some roasted uh, like Roscoff onions lovely that's um, a great one that, that doesn't happen enough on like a because uh, this might sound a bit weird but sometimes I think maybe different with the Christmas dinner or something but the Sunday lunch we've got like lovely roast potatoes which is the best roasting like perfect I don't need roast parsnips and roast carrots uh, do you know no, what I mean no, like no. We're th- it's basically like almost the same thing three ways here yeah we have other stuff yeah. I feel like we get that a bit wrong. We always pile three different types yeah. of roast root vegetables. And that? people oh, at God. home, like their execution suffers because they're trying to execute too many things. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll do them all at the same time. So you yeah. get overcooked past yeah. it with like the burnt ends. And yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, and it. if you weren't going to have, say, maybe the green veg, you could just have some, you know, just some nice yeah. young carrots just boiled and glazed. Again, as a neutralizer, you don't have to roast everything on that plate. Yeah. You need something that's just bringing it bringing it back 100% yeah and yeah and that's that's oh, it really maybe a puree on there like you know they're getting a celeriac or something it'd be nice but you're going you're going a gravy over it though oh fuck so yeah okay, yeah good rich beef gravy oh, absolutely mate. yeah what a top five that is insane so we're going foie gras foie gras lamb saddle lamb saddle pork belly pork belly rump cap 
rib of beef. Rib of beef. Yeah. Fucking I mean, I'm, ap- I'm happy with that, but there's loads, obviously, that miss out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be offended. You know, your legs are lamb out there. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're okay. I'll have you. <laughs> I will have you. No, it's nice, though, because we got like four different animals in the top five. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. So, and, you know, I mean, there's met- a bird in there as well. Yeah, yeah. A bird. You know, yeah. it wasn't like we left them off. There's less, not, oh, does, the, does it count as game? It doesn't, does it? No. no so, no, so no. no game. Farmed, no actually. game. No, no. I, again, I love game. Yeah, venison. But when you when it was like joint, joint. So I think it's just where my head's at. I don't. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Joints, and I was thinking about venison, like venison saddle. Haunch is nice. Shoulders nice. They'd never be in the top five. Mm. But you know, the saddle was kind of close. What I think is also interesting that you pick joints, but you've also things that they all take a bit of time and. And do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like a quick like fillet steak. It's a twenty minute. Or yeah. It's like these things are all they're great for a reason because they need time, attention, and care. Yeah, and, and it's like the, the best things in life come through. You know, you, you exactly. They just, and you've got to all of these things. You've got to understand and appreciate and respect the craft. Yeah. To get the results. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh man, I am salivating after that. Jesus Christ. Thanks for to, uh, to Tom for, suggest, for, for yeah. suggesting that one because it was bloody brilliant. I can't speak because so mouth's full of saliva. I what, what do you want me to? So view next week. week. So this is from Anthony Simmonson. Mm-hmm. Um, really simple one, but you could go to town on it. Sandwich fillings combination. So sandwich fillings, not not people from uh, Norfolk yeah. in bread. <laughs> um, yeah, sandwich fillings. Yeah, okay. That's Whatever good. you want, or you know. However you want to do it, if you want a certain bread for a certain type of sandwich. Love that. Which okay. obviously makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. Whatever perfect. you want to go with. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm really excited to do that. I've got ideas going I already. I thought you'd like that one. Yeah, I really love it. Um, great. What else have we got? Oh, uh, thank you for your ratings and reviews. We've had a couple more in. We had one from Richard on Spotify. This is actually, it made me laugh because it was one of those where there's in-jokes in here, but for people that just read the review, they might just think we do a shit podcast. Because <laughs> he just went, found this episode as interesting as watching spoons cook in a pan. So I only listened for a bit. <laughs> but it just sounds like a fucking awful review. Yeah. But it's clearly listened a lot. And there's yeah. loads of in-jokes. So I really appreciate it, Richard. But then I was thinking, fuck, for new people, they'll probably get nah. Hopefully those people would see, because the, the stars with it, isn't it? Good Hopefully point. they'll see. Five stars. Oh, but they're giving five star. Yeah. Sad, they're taking a Good piss. Point. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's interesting as spoons cooking in the pot. <laughs> Thanks very much, Richard. Appreciate that. Send us your ratings and reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places. At the nightcap underscore pod is the place you go for it. And yeah, we'll be back next week with more top fives, more industry bits and bobs. In the meantime, have a good one. See you later. Yeah, see you later. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they 
they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality. So there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.